This song is called Far From Any Road by the Handsome Family. Please don't sue us for copyright infringement. We have no idea what we're doing. Matthew, our very own guitar player, playing that hot cut. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm starting. What's up, lifers? It's Sarge and Bricky with a little bonus epi. And we were inspired by our It's Called Five TV shows. And Bricky mentioned that he'd never seen True Detective Season 1, which was one of my picks. And that's what we're talking about today, because, Bricky, you watched... True Detective season one. I know it's amazing, but how did you feel about True Detective season one? All right. Before we get into any of that, I just need to say, spoiler alert. If you have not seen this yet, shut this off immediately. Go watch it. Sarge said you will binge the hell out of it, Bricky. And I did just that. I finished it in four days. It is up there with Game of Thrones, the Breaking Bads. I haven't seen The Wire yet, but I hear that's also up there. But yes. regardless, for eight episodes, you're locked in locked the entire in. time. And it really it builds throughout the whole thing. Again, if you haven't seen it yet, put this on pause. Come on back. It's from 2014. So this isn't a new review by any means. <laughs> no. But all right. Yeah. And we didn't really prepare for this. We're just kind of going to talk about the show. In our first ever review, who knows if we keep doing this or not, but we're going to give it a rip. One, it's it's a show that literally most people have seen, but I, I was stunned when you haven't seen it. Granted, like HBO is not exactly something that everyone has, but it is 100% worth getting an HBO Max subscription for this show. I, obviously, Game of Thrones, but like this show alone, I I, I still will die on this hill that Pound for pound, these eight episodes, I'll take these eight any day of the week over any other show. I really would. And I love Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. But I, I just think these this season is just literally cinema or whatever you want to call it at its perfection. Well, and all right. Yeah, to go on that. So it stars Matthew McConaughey as Rust and uh, Woody Harrelson as Marty. And the acting that these two do, Matthew McConaughey kind of got all the accolades, but I I think Woody Harrelson did just as good as a job, and they are the perfect yin to the gang. Like, they hate each other. They absolutely which, hate each other. Which is a super cool dynamic because every show ever, or a cop show, like, they might start off as, like, butting heads, and then they become buddy-buddy, or they're already buddy-buddy, like Lethal Weapon. You know, you think of Lethal Weapon, like, do over this shit, you know, the, but they're like buddies or whatever. These guys literally hate each other. They don't like each other really at all until they respect each other. Like you mentioned a little bit previous when we were talking about this, like they just do not. Yeah, get along. they don't get along at all. Um, Rust is 
he's he's an atheist right like he doesn't believe in god at all and he kind of i mean he's very intelligent it's clear from the get-go that he is a genius and uh marty is more of like your traditional family man or at least you think that right away right he comes off as a family man you know he's got two daughters he's the cop that solves all the cases he's kind of the hot shot and hit, yeah him and Rut, like when they're <laughs> i i laughed at a part when it was like right away and they so i mean okay so back up a little bit see or episode one starts off with like a serial murderer ritualistic satanic killing right and it it comes out of the gate hot and you find out that was 17 years in the past and so rust was brought in specially to work on this because of how smart he was and he's kind of run himself out of other offices because nobody seems to like him because he's got a weird way of thinking and so anyways him and marty are riding in the car away from that scene right away and rust is talking about how there is no god and all this stuff and marty just looks at him and goes let's make the car a, a place of silent reflection from now on it's such a good such a good like I, my parents just do the, like let's play the quiet game but the, the silent reflection is incredible so funny because it was like you could kind of see they were still feeling each other out and it's like, wow, this guy's a genius. Why is he not stuck around anywhere? And then he finds out real fast why. Because they're both, I thought, kind of alpha characters. Definitely. Which kind of continues to lead to the butting of the heads, but in very different ways. Rust is is the, the smart guy who is just smarter than everyone. And Marty is more of like a toughness alpha, like your traditional alpha. Right. Even though... I would take rust over Marty oh, any same. day in a street fight. Oh, same. Well, and he did beat him yeah. in one of the episodes. We talk about these roles quick. I just want to bring up a super cool, interesting fact. The roles were supposed to be re- reversed. So Woody Harrelson was supposed to play Rust Cole and McConaughey was supposed to play Marty Hart. But behind the scenes, uh, McConaughey convinced Woody Harrelson that he wanted to switch roles and he was cool with it. And, McConaughey wrote like a literal, an entire book about Russ Cole, like his background. I would love nothing more than to read this book because he apparently he wrote like short stories of like what happened in his undercover days because he was undercover for four years, which I don't even know if that's possible. Like, I'm sure there is those select few guys who do undercover work for that long. But I know you're not supposed to be doing it that whole for super long because you'll literally don't know who you are. Well, and that was kind of part of it too, right? Like he is a workaholic. Yes. And they multiple times tell him that he needs to take a break and he will take a break, but be on vacation and not be where he says he is doing other stuff, working on this case, but either, I don't want to get too far ahead with that, but okay. So back to the, the switching of the roles, I cannot envision it flipped. Nope. Nope. They, this was this was the move that made the series. I really think it would have been, it still would have been a good series because the, the just the overall story and the directing were so well done. But I'm not like ragging on Woody, but that was made for McConaughey. Yeah, and Marty he, was made for Woody Harrelson. Yeah, man, it, I just cannot 
picture it the other way. Like I, I couldn't believe that they I'm trying to, and I can't cause yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I can't explain why if you've seen no. it, there's no way that you can envision it flipped either. No, I know. I just feel like Russ Cole need to have hair. Well, and how, speaking of that, how about the, like the makeup job from the past and the present for both so of those good. guys? Holy so good. crap. Young Rust. Like they, the, I'm trying to think how they even filmed it because he looked so, so thin and just youthful. And then you spring ahead and he is aged. Like, a, like even Marty says, Time has not been well to you. <laughs> like, he looks weathered, man. Holy cow. Uh, one of my sneaky favorite parts. Well, it's noon. And on noon on my days off, I start drinking. So what's it going to be, fellas? <laughs> he ha- He's playing with those two idiots, too, the whole time. Just like, so like, in right, I believe it's either episode one or two, where um, he's like, Woody goes, or uh, Marty goes, you think you're getting a read on him? He's getting a read on you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. Cause McConaughey knew the whole time, or I keep saying McConaughey rust knew the whole time that he was a, supposed to be a suspect or supposedly a suspect. I'm convinced of that. Just kind of the stuff he was saying and just the aloof approach. Well, and he's always two, three, four five steps ahead. Yep. So he, he knew it. You can't convince me otherwise. And it was also a little bit creepy. You know how like he would finish his beers and he would cut them and he would make people out of them. And I was like, is he a suspect? (laughs) (laughs) Did he do this? See, I, when I, the first time I watched it, I never thought that for a second, but I could see that they were trying to lead you to believe that, but I never, I, I never did. I, I bit. Well, and I thought I was smart. I was like, oh, he's definitely in on this. I'm picking up on all these little clues and breadcrumbs. Nope, he's not. It took. And so you've seen this four times. I've seen it exactly once. That's going to be a common theme out of things that we discuss. <laughs> so it took me probably four, probably four, three or four episodes to really understand like the back and the forth, the past and the present. Cause it, at yeah. first you do not know why they're being interviewed. Cause it's like, okay, there's a murder. Okay. They're clearly older in the, in the flash forward. Did, is rust the killer? Cause he's the smart enough to do it. I was like really struggling to figure it out. Then there's like that light switch moment where it's like, Oh, and uh, I don't know if we want to get into that right now. Let's let, we're just going to go where this takes us. Just like okay. that case. Episode four, I'm pretty sure, was when Rust goes back undercover with the biker gang. I know that you were saying that was one of your favorite scenes in episodes two. Uh, the, that's my favorite episode where they go. On, he, he takes the vacation and they're trying to find the the cook, Reggie Ledoux, which is a Ledoux is a, just a great last name, by the way. That's a meth last name. That guy for sure sells drugs. Absolutely. Reggie Ledoux. But he goes back undercover with the Iron Crusaders, which is it's like basically Hell's Angels biker gang. And they go they go into that bar and he didn't one time out, time out. So he was with them. That was his previous undercover job, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that's that was his connection to them. Yep. But I love the way he prepared for it. He has like this chest of like literally 100 guns. 
uh, some freaking coke, heroin. He goes and steals like some Colombian oh, from bam, the bam from the evidence and replaces it with flour. Classic to basically set up this these guys to uh, get them to register the do, which is the cook. He was the only cook for this biker gang. He's exclusively cooked for the biker gang. So he had to think of a way to get in, which leads to my favorite part, uh, the home invasion. Dude, that scene was so cool. And honestly, I'm not like a film buff or a TV buff or anything, but when they shoot scenes that are continuous filming, so cool. it's so cool, man. Cause everything has to go. I wonder how many takes it took because it. it is, it's just following rust the whole time and it, it never cuts anything. And they're like, there's people dying. There's cops kicking in doors. They're going into different houses. They're shooting people up. He's calling Marty to pick them up. It was nuts. You need to be here in 90 seconds. And then everything just comes together perfectly and they're gone like the wind. I was like, what the fuck just happened? That is that's very curious. I wonder how many takes it took. This is this is a little off tangent, but the movie 1917, there's a scene where it's like really continuous where a guy's just running around across the front lines. That was done in one take. I know that for whatever fucking reason, but it was really that, cool. That's just talent. That's yeah. talent. But yeah. Just a crazy episode. Super entertaining. That, that's one where you can't go to bed right after. <laughs> no. And and you warned me about this and said, don't watch it at night. But I watched it at night anyways. <laughs> and course, it was stop. like, I can't, I can't just not watch the next one. I had, that was, I'm usually pretty good at being like, all right, I'll watch an episode or two and I'll pick up tomorrow. This and I was like, mm, no, I'm sacrificing sleep. I'm watching this now. And then the next episode is just as good. Yeah, what was the? Oh, yeah. They go, okay, but hold on. Before we go into that yeah. one, so the episode four, I laughed my ass off because that Matthew McConaughey meme where he's ripping that cigarette is from this show. I was like, no way. <laughs> yes, dude. Yep. I I kind of was hoping you would pick up on that because I I've known that obviously since you know years ago when it happened. But yeah, dude, it's from that because he's <laughs> fucking just higher than a kite on higher a bunch a of kite. different shit. And like they, the guy, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Ginger, they call him Ginger, makes him do like PCP or some shit. And his eyes are just like, wow. Yeah, like, he's like, all right, I haven't done drugs in a while. Keep it together, buddy. Keep it together. <laughs> dude, that would be so tough to oh do. My God. Oh, my oh. goodness. But OK, so, yeah, so that was like the first true climax of like that could have been the climax right like it was that intense so intense the next episode five they come at you even harder and this is where for me like the first four episodes were good episode five it really just cranked it up another notch and it started bringing the pieces together like oh this is why they're being interviewed and they are clearly so it's they're they got these two cops interviewing them the whole every episode back and forth back and forth present day past present day past episode five they are talking about the shootout at the ledoux meth lab and it is in the bayou like if you've never been to the bayou this series does a great job of filming it and showing you how remote it is and how people could actually get away with the shit but they're at the at the bayou and they are clearly lying to the cops about what yes. actually happened at the bayou and sarge i'll let you jump in here and let them know right so it, it's really cool 
that they got on the same page, even though they hated each other, which is kind of just the respect thing, right? Because they go to the bayou and it's all booby trapped and stuff, just like hillbilly booby traps. And McConaughey just is such a brilliant motherfucker in this movie, but he's fine. Cause Woody, I mean, if Marty goes first, they're dead. They're getting they're both dead. Or at least Marty's dead. Yeah. No question. So they, they're kind of sneaking up on this, uh, on the meth lab and, you must not be able to wear clothes while making meth. I have no, I don't know. I've never made meth. Don't plan on it. But you always see, like, he was just walking around in the gas mask just with his undies on. But they they decide to, to really not call for backup. I don't know if it was no no service or not. I can't quite remember. Do you there remember? wasn't service. There wasn't service. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so there wasn't service. And it was also in the 90s, too. So, like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if they would have to go back to the radio and do it uh i believe it was i yeah it was radio because they got cell phones later on because it wasn't their pay phones and stuff involved i can't remember exactly I'm but where sure. they were they could not get a hold of people yeah, right and so and then uh rust is like marty go go back and call call for help he's like no you do it and then they're both like all right fuck this and then they they kind of just go you know go around to uh canvas the area so Marty goes one way, which is a way that he found, I believe it was a little, some little girls or it was a, it was a young girl and a young boy. And then there was another one too. There was one that was dead and there was two others that survived. And then Marty loses his shit. But at that time, Rust and Reggie Ledoux are face to face and Reggie Ledoux starts just spewing off like yellow King shit, like weird satanic, Stuff that they like, Carcosa, all that kind of stuff. That's been the premise of the whole why these chicks are dying or why these people are getting murdered. Going back to episode one, it starts off with like the there is a murder, there is satanic ritualistic shit going on, and that's what sparks it. And in their search for this girl, they keep finding other murders and missing people that are all connected to the same stuff. So they're looking for Ledoux. They get him. He's on his knees. They're going to arrest him and bring him in like you're supposed to. They have, so we have, they have him on his knees, handcuffed. Rust is staying outside. Marty goes into the house and it is like a shack and it is <sighs> creepy. And there oh, is so like, creepy. like this we like every murder there is, there is these sticks that are symbolism for something. I think it's, what was it? Carcosa? Yep. So there, it's like a worship thing for this. And so anyways, Marty goes into the house and he opens up this door, like a garage door, and he sees the two kids. And he turns around, walks out, puts a gun to Ledoux's head, and blows his head off. And he's just like, shit. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> so, I mean, that's so understandable, though. So understandable. But so when they are, so this is where I'm talking about that they are clearly lying to the cops. So when they are bouncing back and forth, you can hear them in the interview. The, the audio is their uh, interview and the visual is what's going on. And so they say that they were attacked upon arrival and you see Russ just shooting an AK-47 into the weeds just to make it look like they were getting shot at. And then they said that 
And Ledoux came at him from around the corner and his only self-defense was to shoot him. And he was on his knees handcuffed <laughs> and he just went up and shot him in the head. And so they are lying to the cops to kind of not go to jail. Right. Cause they did a whole bunch of stuff that was not by the book. Not at all. And I've totally forgot about uh, Ledoux's partner, probably his brother or cousin or some shit got caught by his own booby trap and blew up. I totally yep. forgot about that until right now. But yeah. And then like the sneaky part was like, we got to make sure we move them before the, uh, the, blood pools it's like oh and like what they, do you mean uh so since he shot him in the head right and the if if the blood like i don't know you probably haven't seen dexter but like you can tell a lot of things about the blood oh. whether it splatters whether it pools in a certain place so they had to like move them to they I didn't see. show that but no um, so they were very much covering up their tracks absolutely they had to, i mean that was murder that that's yeah. literally murder yeah and even trespassing though- and breaking and entering and even though you cannot blame them for anything that they did, everything was illegal and they would 100% be off the force and in jail if they were to just tell them what happened. Absolutely. And like the one thing that threw me for a loop when I first watched this is I thought it was Reggie Ledoux. Like me too. Oh, me too. All the signs pointed to Reggie Ledoux, especially with the children right there. I know. But oh. basically they just harvested them for the real bad guy. The spaghetti monster with the green ears, a.k.a. Yeah. Childress. Childress. And God, when they're doing some, God, what was the name? It was like a pride or what was the patch of land called that he took care of? It started with a P. Oh, shit. I don't right. know. It's not that big a deal. But so he it's just this big land with like schools and churches and everything's abandoned. And that's also another deeper layer into all of that shit. The governor and stuff. Yeah, so the tunnels. So the tunnels. The tunnels, the tunnels are basically. I oh mean, they are just so fucked up. But they have, they have, like their family basically is a cult that sacrifices. Rapes, people. That sac- yeah, sacrifices children and rapes them and does these satanic rituals, which is so fucked and so and creepy the, and scary. And he's like the governor of Louisiana. Yep. Like, which, which is all those schools were funded by the Tuttle Foundation and the reason why the Reverend was a sneaky, one of the biggest clues of everything. Remember the Reverend at kind of the beginning of the uh, show. Are you talking about the guy in the tent church, the tent church? Yes. Yeah. So, so he had no idea what was going on. He was yep. literally doing his thing. And then he found that book with all those pictures of naked children. Oh and he went, yeah. And he reported it up and then they, basically made up shit to get him out and then he just became an alcoholic because he just that guilt overcame him yeah yep okay i do remember that now and yeah gosh that's just messed up there's yeah there's so many but okay so back to so we're talking about childress the real killer the spaghetti monster with the green ears and everyone's like how like it kind of gets lost in the middle there when they think they have Ledoux, you kind of forget about the green ears guy and the how they found out he had green ears is really cool but we'll get into that later but no so he's this guy is just mowing a lawn and they go up to question him and he's you interact with him for 10 15 seconds and they get another clue and they leave and then like the second to last episode you see and on and the guy that they so they thought it was Ledoux, but the guy that actually was doing it had like scars all across his face. That's a very important detail that we probably should put in there. <laughs> right. But, 
So then, so there's the sky mowing the lawn. They question him, whatever, move on. Second to last episode, same guy. And they zoom, the, these two cops, uh, two interviewing cops were kind of buzzing around trying to do their own investigation. And he's like, yep, they ask him for directions. He sends them on their way and it zooms in on him. And he's got scars all over his face. Like, oh my God, they had him. They had him. He was right there. He was right there the whole time. And oh, that guy is creepy, man. Super, super, super creepy. And he, that actor also doesn't get enough credit for being a fucking creep. And he, like, he was, he was in the totality for like 10 minutes and his 10 minutes sent shivers down your spine the whole time. Literally the definition of shivers down your spine. That, that guy, and he, I wonder how big that guy's in real life. Cause they made him look fucking massive. I'm going to look it up really quick because I need to know like how big this dude was. This guy, like, I don't know if this was like a make a Tom Cruise look taller type of thing, but yeah. that guy was fucking huge. He, he looked like Andre the giant dude. He basically was dude. He was Andre the giant dude. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Oh my God. Anyways, so once they zoom in on him and you see the scars, you're like, oh, that's the guy. But they still don't know that yet. And they don't know where to find this guy because they're in the bayou and it's just swamps and woods and everything. It's crazy. So anyway, the <clears throat> where they got this spaghetti monster with green ears was from a kid, right? Yes. So it was, remember, remember the girl that they interviewed in that like uh, sane asylum? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was her. Yeah, and so the, everyone is like, green ears, this doesn't make any sense. And they are, so whose house was it that ended up being painted? Uh, it was just some lady. It just was, some random person? Yeah, it was just some random person. What they found out, they were looking at old pictures once. So it flashes forward to present time, 17 years later from the first episode and the first murder. And Marty is like a private investigator and has his own firm. So he has access to some stuff, but not all of it. But they starting to get look into like contracts because before that, they go into Russ's storage locker, which is insane. <laughs> so he's been working on the case after he left for years, for years, trying to figure it out. Because um, once he and he showed up at all the different murder scenes from. So that's why that's why it kind of led you to believe that he yeah. was the killer and i don't know fuck, where the fuck am i gonna go with this god damn it it was the we were talking about the house that the green oh, ears yeah so they looked up contractors for like who mowed the lawns and who painted all the houses and they figured it out that it was someone in the children's family and they're like oh shit that explains green ears because they look at this house from 17 years ago until like recent and it was painted it was painted and then they found the, so then they went back to the girl and was like, okay, she testified on this date. And so they're like, it had to have been between this date and this date. So they went to the house, found the lady and was like, did you get your house painted in this time frame?" She's like, yes, I did. And it was this, and she somehow, didn't she have like a receipt or something? Maybe yeah, not something a receipt, like but they somehow were able to like pinpoint because the guy painted the house, got green on his hands and, the girl was probably screaming. So he covered his ears or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that's how they linked it. And it was like, 
Oh, it was like the best cop work I've ever seen. I know it's a like a TV show and it's all going to come together. And I was like, oh, my God, how do they figure that out? It literally is just great police work. And if could you imagine if they had like a like normal cops on this show, the show would have been over in three episodes. Like, yeah, we can't figure it out. Yeah. Keep getting murdered. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, but another huge plot point was when Rust broke in and got that videotape from the Tuttles. So sick. So So how did he, how did he figure that out again? Okay. So when he went to interview the Reverend, the Reverend kind of gave off that, like, Oh, he knew something was going on. Yeah. He's like, Oh shit. Like this guy's, he's kind of figuring it out. And he kind of gave out like, don't fuck with me. Like I'll, and your life i got all this power shit and then russ quit so then russ looked up all their different houses and which were all in the bayou besides all the shit was going on yep besides one in the florida and so he broke into two of them which the guy the reverend reported but the third one that he broke into which i believe was the florida house he didn't because he knew what was in the safe. So when Russ broke into the safe, he didn't report it because like he knew that the other people, like the five horsemen or the five people that were kind of in that, that video, which is suit. Like, I wonder how they shot that. God, that was just so fucking creepy. Like they did yeah. a great job doing that, but the guy ended up killing himself. Yeah. Cause he thought that, cause yeah, they didn't report it because on this videotape, was the girl from the very first scene and it showed her as a kid and we don't get to see this thank god but it shows her like you see like all these dudes in masks and then she gets raped and tortured basically yeah really and stuff and like literally i think marty even throws up yeah watching it and but he makes him watch it because he's like, this is why we're doing this. Right. Yeah. But anyways, back to when he, yeah, no one reported it because they knew that tape was in the safe. They knew if that tape got out, they were finished. They were going to jail for a long, 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 probably death row. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, how do you not? Right. So then they get this tape once, uh, this is like episode six or something. And then from there on out, it's just only present time. We stop flashing back. It's just like led up to this and Marty and rust kind of work together again on the case. And mm-hmm. so then that's where this all comes in. And so who is the guy that Marty goes golfing with? And he knows that he's lying. So he was a police officer that reported that chick missing. And basically that when they looked up that report, it said that there, that he, the the cop, made an error. And so he tried, yeah. Marty tries to kind of figure out like why that happened. Like, obviously, she was reported missing and should have been fine. But we find out that she went with her dad or her relative, but really went to go get raped. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and so they they pinpoint that guy, and Rust and Marty are like debating on who should do the interrogation. And Rust's like, "I'm not a people person." He's like, "Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll do this." <laughs> so Marty goes golfing with them, and they're like, "Ah, yeah, they're talking about the case and yada yada yada." And it sounds like, "Hey, man, yeah, we'll do this again sometime." The guy drives away. Marty immediately calls Rust. He's like, 
he's fucking lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and like, I didn't sense that from him. So when he said that, I was like, Oh fuck, it's going down now. Mm-hmm. And so then Marty calls him back up and they go out fishing and they're just, they're cracking beers. You know, they're like, ah, there's nothing better than having a reason to drink before noon. You know, they're just having a good time. They're shooting the shit. They're guys being dudes. And then God, what, do you remember the line that he's, he's like, Oh, I'm not going to ask you any more about the case. He is. Yeah. And yes. Rust is there with a gun pointed at him. He's like, what the fuck is this? And they sit his ass down and make him watch the entire film of that girl that he just reported as no big deal. Like in his paperwork, they make him watch the whole thing from start to finish for getting tortured and raped. And he's like, you got to tell us what you fucking know or you're done basically. Right. And what the, the sneaky smart part is they made him touch it without gloves. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So the whole time they are, they only touch this tape with gloves. Like when they go to Russ storage locker gloves on both of them, the whole time. So they're not touching anything. And then they make him hold the tape, put it in the thing. So it is linked to him. Right. Which they great observation, Matthew, great observation. I mean, that's what happens when you see it four times, you notice little, little stuff like that from, you know, that you don't notice the first time, but you gotta, you gotta tell about what happens once they get off the boat. Okay. So this is, not, okay, obviously there was the 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 biker gang stuff, the shootout, the Ladue, but this was probably the most the single most badass line delivered in the whole thing. It's so cool. So they get off the boat, they're parting ways, and they're having a fuck you match. Like this guy's like, fuck you guys, you know who I am. I got people, blah, 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 blah. And Russ just looks at him, he's like, I got a sniper, I know where you live, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. and then just Boom, 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 boom. Dude shoot, snipes all four of his tires and he just goes, do I look like a fucking talker or a fucking doer? <laughs> I was like, my man, that is dude, awesome. Dude, that is so awesome. I hope I can drop that line sometime in my life so I can feel just a little bit badass. But seriously, and it's like the bartender where uh, McConaughey, uh, where Rust works, doesn't say a word the entire scream time he has but you can just tell that guy yeah someone you don't fuck with yeah and i kind of i i sold that wrong he rust in rust fashion says it very calmly do i look like a talker do i look like a doer as there's sniper shots coming over his shoulder and it's just so badass like yeah we got you exactly where we want you don't you even think about doing anything that would be so scary oh my god i these guys are on another level but and then that kind of brings us into the finale, which mm-hmm. honestly, one of the better finales I've ever seen. I am. I'm going to, I'm going to say that I was, I could not stop watching, dude. It, and it was heart pumping finale too. Like you were literally your adrenaline's going watching this. You were dialed in and you it can't was look away. Don't even blink. It was, there was that. There was the creep factor with Childress. Yep. Like the whole thing is just eerie and creepy because you find like you finally get to his house and like he, his dad is in a shed, like being held alive. Like it's so weird. Like, how would you even explain that? I don't know, but 
the the worst part about it is you know the woman in there who is just yeah only uh, that's it it's his cousin Ugh, God, I, ju- yeah. I just found that out this time watching i never realized it until and then they make flowers they can have yeah. swaxy time and that is Ugh. just <laughs> and, and and the, the creepiest part is yeah that she wants to make flowers with him and he's like tell me about grandpa again Ugh. it's like what get out of here with that so the 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 tone is officially set that like we are going to be uncomfortable for the rest of this show yes (laughs) yeah and oh man and so i'm trying to how did they end up pinpointing that location like how did they figure out that that's where that guy lived is it because uh, they, of all they, the contracts? They looked up, yeah. So that was part of it, but they looked up properties in Tuttle's name. So that oh, wasn't right. his house; that was his dad's or uncle's or whatever's place. But the coolest thing about it is, Rust in Rust fashion, he gets there and he turns to Marty. He's like, "Marty, this is the place." Yeah, immediately too. Which, which is just like some sixth sense shit that you can only aspire to have. But my guy, was he right? And the creep factor, like you said, was 110 out of 10. Oh, it was off the charts. They needed a new chart. It was off the charts. But okay, let's talk about the ending. And then I want you to tell the listeners about the ending that the director wanted. But let's do the real one first. Yes. Okay. So they get there and they split up, right? Mm -hmm. Because Marty goes into the house. Yep, to try to use the phone because he didn't have cell service. So, so we kind of like merged that with our last, like the first time they get to Ledoux. But yeah, so he he, he said, Mart, uh, Russ says, Marty, go clear the house, which that house alone, creepy as hell. I don't know. I can't even think of what the hell was in there, but there was a lot of weird shit in there, including like, wasn't there like blood soaked? Probably like, oh, dude, just gross. yeah, like, yeah, everything about it. You do, if you haven't seen it, you'll understand. Like, it's just creepy. That's the only way we can explain it. And it just is. It's just is the word creepy. But then so Marty clears the house and the, the cousin that was making flowers with Mr. Childress. And did Carcosa come up again? Yeah, because they worship that person too and is like they're gonna find you and just gives you the willies yep so rust did did we see childress run is that why he went after him so so rust sees childress staying stay there he's like get on your knees get on your knees and he's like no and then just starts running into the maze and that's where the real fun and creepiness begins when rust follows him into the maze and oh, oh man just tell me your thoughts of when he's going through there like walk well, me through back it up a little bit to when sarge told me not to watch this at night it was 1 30 in the morning <laughs> when i was watching this and i was like i'm getting a little sleep and i was just like okay we are here things getting real all right we're locked in and it is like they get into this it almost feels like an old abandoned castle yes in a way like there's underground tunnels there's very little light and so we were saying earlier there's all these at every murder site there is these stick ritual worship symbolism things and they are 
everywhere all over the place <laughs> big ones small ones all of them all over the place and like you can hear childress like echoing and he's like saying all these creepy lines like you can tell he's not scared at all like he's i got you right where i want you you're in my territory now and keep in mind rust and marty split up so it is rust in there with childress alone and it is the blood is pumping i have no idea i'm like i don't think he's getting out of here i don't know i don't see how he gets out of here i have no idea how he gets out of here and it's it's just like you can feel the walls closing in like all right they found their guy but they're gonna fall victim to him and he almost does like he gets stabbed like he should have died absolutely but one of the creepier things is uh when he's going through the maze I've been trying to figure out what Carcosa is. And I feel like the Carcosa is the maze. I, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but there's literally mummified bodies in like hanging on these sticks, like on the walls and stuff, all these head severed heads on like spikes. It is, it's horrifying. Honestly, if, if I, there's no fucking way, if I was a police officer or a detective, I would go in there alone. Like no, no, no not a chance. No, like, here's my badge and gun. I'll, I'll see you never. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks. And then, of course, Childress leads, leads Rust into where you see the video happen. Oh, and, I did not catch yep, that. Yep. Oh, my God. I did so that's where that. they did all their all the shit to these poor bastards was in that place with that huge like dome tunnel with like the. Yeah. And, and I feel like that where the dome was was like lined up directly with the sun at some point or like somehow some way yeah because that's where the all the light actually came in and then that's where shit went down but marty after he clears the house goes to follow rust and marty does exactly what i would do rust rust like where are you i would do the same thing absolutely be like me and you bricky we're doing the Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, wh- where, where are you, Ricky? <laughs> you know, like, I'd be so scared. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, oh, dude, me too. Uh, uh, you can just hear him, like, whimpering a little bit. Like, he is creeped out. Oh, gosh. And so Rust gets stabbed, right? Like, uh, yep. it's like there's a whole bunch of symbolism that goes into this, too, because it's like, kind of like a crucifixion like jesus was mm-hmm. it's just like he gets lifted off the ground in his abdomen where jesus got stabbed there's there's a whole bunch of that we don't get super deep into that it's just so much going on there but so he gets them and then does does rust get childress or does i'm trying to remember it was yes. all just yeah all so going on at the same so Ru- rust rust is getting stabbed many headbutts him a few times and he drops some and then marty comes in at just at the right time and then shoots Childress, but Childress throws a tomahawk hatchet and hits Marty. And so then Marty's down too. And then Childress is like doing like just the creepy villain stuff and just like takes out the hatchet and about to stab him. And then Rust in in a daze just shoots him and kills him. Yeah, then they both kind of crawl towards each other, just battered and beaten and bruised, which and then ironically all those cops come. But yeah, go ahead. So, okay, so we're going to have to back up again a little bit. So the two cops are interviewing Rusty and Mark. (laughs) Rusty, Rust and Marty. God, Rusty and Marsh. Rust and Marty, they didn't really buy their story. And so do you remember when Marty met up with one of them at that diner? He's like, 
we think we're on to something. Either you believe me or you don't. Do you want the phone call or not? Mm-hmm. He's like, give me the phone call. So they, he somehow used their phone to call that guy. And I don't even think he said anything. He's just like, we're here and then hung up. And then, so they brought in the swarm of everybody mm-hmm. to kind of save the day, but Oh brother, that was nuts. Super nuts. And this is where I wanted to um, get into. There was going to be a different ending actually. So the, the writer and creator of the show wanted to end it where Marty and Rust go into the maze and then Sopranos ask, just never get out. And you don't know what happens, which, which I would like to see that alternate ending, but I am more than happy with the way it ended. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think everybody likes a ending that is kind of tied up and you know what happened, Mm -hmm. but that would for sure probably leave a last. You would be like, did they get out or not? Like, what happened to Rust and Marty? We need to know. Right. That would have caused that people would raise hell because people were into this show. I mean, including myself, but I mean, I watched it right when it came out because I was pretty hyped about it. And I'll watch anything with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, like literally anything. They're in great movies. I actually before this, Ricky, I was watching Kingpin but with with <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Great movie. Completely different role, but still like. Any movie that they're in, I'll I'll watch. There's I, there's a couple of actors just like that, like Leonardo DiCaprio is another one. I'll watch anything he's into. But yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. If that would have been the ending, but I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, it's hard to find anything wrong with it, honestly. Seriously, I mean, we didn't even get into a lot of the stuff like Marty being an absolute scumbag piece of shit. Oh God, yeah, he is. But pulling some high talent, we'll just say. <laughs> yeah. No, remember one of his thing was he's like. I'm a just a dude with a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know he's just got an absolute hog on him. It has to because he was hitting it out of the park. Yeah, but oh gosh, the we won't get into this. We should probably wrap it up because we're going a little long. But you say you remember when he so he's with the one girl, gets caught, gets in trouble, kind of with his wife redeems himself and then the second girl he gets with was the one from like the whorehouse that he helped bust it's just like what are you doing marty no marty what are you doing that is so messed up but uh he couldn't help it he he liked to lay the pipe yeah he loved to lay the pipe (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a good way to end it (laughs) all right that you got nothing else you want to add no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. This is a first time that we did this. If you liked it, let us know. We might do a couple more of these. We're just trying to do stuff that we think is fun. So I really enjoyed the show, Sarge. Thanks for the recommendation. If you yeah. have not seen it yet at this point, I'm sorry. It's ruined for you. Like, <laughs> there's no way you can watch it now. Well, I disagree. But yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely got to be on your list. Hopefully you listen to Bricky that you paused it, watched it, and then went back and listened yeah and so without further ado go check us out on instagram at life through our lens zero zero shoot us an email at life through our lens zero zero at gmail.com check out our website at life through our lens.com 
And then call or text us at 651-419-0885. Yes, there it is. Hey, there we go. And as always, spread the word, you frickin' turds. Take her easy. Please don't sue us for copyright infringement. We have no idea what we're doing.